0: You guys doing well good awesome thank you guys so much for sharing um, that is gonna be a powerful trip we hear tons of stuff about how these trips are really impactful for um, for families and kids uh, or parents and kids uh, together so I would encourage you to yeah perfectly consider that I think that could be a, a pretty cool thing so um, as Aaron said tonight we're gonna to talk about um, how do we find rest in the midst of a busy world um, for our families and uh, it's a topic that um, comes up a lot um, uh, for us as a church. Um, just, uh, we just hear all the time. Families say, man, we're going 100 miles an hour. Things are busy. We're overscheduled, all sorts of things like that. And so a um, really important um, subject that I know for us personally, as Christina and I even think about our own family, uh, it's one that I wish I could say, man, we got this one nailed, but um, it's more like, wow, we're trying to figure this one out. And so, um, so we're going to try to do that together tonight and just kind of scratch the surface on it a little bit. So hey, I'd like for us to pray before we begin and just ask the Lord to, to lead us and guide us and, uh, um, we'll, and then we'll jump in. So would you, yeah, would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, thank you for tonight, Lord. I thank you that you drew us together yet again, and um, Lord, I think of those who are maybe here for the first time um, or uh, are relatively new to D6, and I would just pray that you would even just surround them with um, just some, some great people that they can get to know tonight, Lord. And and Father, as we dive into a, a subject that has um, really huge impact for how we raise our families and, and how our kids are um, are really ministered to by us, um, I pray, Lord, that you would just give us a, a lot of wisdom and clarity, and and Lord, might we be able just to walk out of here tonight, which is maybe one thing that you would have uh, for us. And so, um, yeah, would you do a a great work? We pray that in Christ's name. Amen. Well, hey, before we actually get to our subject tonight, I want you to take out your virtue cards. So, sorry to backtrack here for a second, but I want to make sure I did this. Um, So, if you would, yeah, take out your cards. Uh, One of the things, um, based on some of the feedback that we got from you guys last semester, is we really want to improve on really making sure that the bottom lines get driven home very clearly, both downstairs, but also that we help you upstairs really know what these cards are for and how you can best use them. So again, our virtue um, for, the, for last week, this week, I believe it's next week, and maybe one more. Um, some of them go three, some of them go four, but it's knowledge for tonight. And, um, and then you'll find the Bible verse underneath there, or sorry, the bottom line. Um, and tonight's bottom line is knowing and doing what God says makes me strong. Um, so that's the thing we're going to drive home, that's the thing that the kids are getting tonight in the classroom. Tonight they're hearing um, the story about the wise and the foolish builder, and so we're actually going to reenact that downstairs tonight, so you'll, get to, you'll be uh, totally in the know on, on what story that they got tonight. Um, and then the family Bible verse. Again, what we're, what we're seeking to do with these verses is not to give you um, 15 verses a week, but for us to say, hey, let's learn One verse, and let's learn it over a long enough period of time that we can go back to our kids six, eight months from now, and not only do they know it, but they're able to apply it into their lives because there have been lots of examples, maybe even throughout the weeks, where you've been able to say, Hey, remember our verse, that sort of thing. So that's the verse we're shooting for there. If you've got little ones, the bolded words are the ones that you would have a very little one um, memorize. So, like our three year old um, should be able to to handle the bolded ones. So, we got some work to do this week, Christina. All right. right. Um, Okay. Flip it over to the other side. You see drive time, meal time, and nighttime there. Again, these are new activities for this week. So these are things that you can do with your family. Again, our desire with D6 is we wanna be a catalyst. We wanna kickstart the conversation. So you guys can be the spiritual champions of your home, not your pastor, not the youth pastor or anybody else. But we really want, we, we believe with all our hearts scripturally and we just know that you guys are the most effective to lead your family spiritually. So again, these are just tools for you. Um, these are just some extra things that you can can do throughout the week, like uh, during like a nighttime activity. Um, maybe you would flip to one of these, um, uh, you know, verses in the scriptures, read the card, and this would just give you something, another way that you could apply that to your family. So yeah, have fun with these this week. And um, um, as you know, we've also got our celebration boxes in the back there, kind of where Pastor Steve's standing there, and um, those are where you can put in uh, just a story um, about maybe what God's doing in the midst of your family, and uh, if you have some success stories, like if you went through these cards, I'm telling you, if you'd write that down, it would be a huge encouragement to other families. It might even spark some ideas for them as to how they can continue to, to get the ball rolling at home. So, all right, good deal. Okay, I want to share an experience that I had this, um, this past week I've been reading through the um, the Old Testament and I'm um, on a kind of a Bible reading plan, and this whole topic of of, of Sabbath and finding rest has been really um, uh, throughout, particularly the last several days, readings. And um, so much so, it's, it's been almost humorous to me. Um, even getting mic'd up tonight, I was talking to Chris, and he was looking at my notes a little bit, and he goes, "Man," he goes, "and we're kind of on the same plan," and he goes, "Oh, man, I'm." God's hitting me with the same thing, you know. And so this subject that we're going to hit tonight is one that I feel like is really fresh in my own heart. um, And I think it's one that can be really beneficial for us. But part of this Bible read-through, obviously it takes you through, starts you in Genesis. And I want to take you through the Ten Commandments. And I want you to see um, if there are any of them, if there's one or two that you would say, It doesn't seem to fit at the same level as the other ones. Okay, Um, so so let's look at these uh, Ten Commandments. Here we go. Here's the first one. We'll just roll these. Don't have any other gods. Okay, makes sense as a commandment, right? Okay, next one. Don't make or worship idols. Okay. Don't misuse the name of the Lord your God. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Honor your father and mother. Don't murder. Don't commit adultery, don't steal, don't lie, and don't covet your neighbor's house, wife, or anything else. Okay, now think about this for a second. I, when I was doing, reading those this week, I, I'll be honest, I got to the one that said, in essence, it said, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy, and I thought to myself, wow, now don't steal, okay? Don't murder, uh, don't covet your neighbor's wife, don't commit adultery. Uh, don't have an idol, don't don't make anything else a god. I thought to myself, now all of those are kind of, I feel like they're on, on one level, right? Um, there, I would say, well, if we were taking an ethics class, uh, we would find all of those in that. But would you ever find in an, in an ethics class, take a break, rest? You'd probably not, would you? And so as I'm kind of looking through these commandments, and, and here's what I thought. I thought, not only do I think this, but I know that our culture thinks this, this whole idea of rest it's not something that we really raise to a very high standard. It's not something that I would say our culture, our culture values very well at all. And so um, before we kind of unpack what exactly the Lord meant for us and what he desires for us on this topic, I want you just around your table, I want you to think for a second about this question, and then I just want you to offer one word um, that describes it. So here it is. This is the first question on your note sheet there. How would you describe the pace that families often run at? So think of one word that would describe the pace that you think that families today often run at. So think of the word and then share it with your table. Go ahead. All right. Come on back. Okay, let's just hear just a couple, um, let's hear just a couple of the words that you came up with. Here's just a couple. Just shout them out loud. Just go ahead, a couple of them. Frantic. Frantic, good, yeah. What else? Chaotic, yeah, chaos, yeah, same time, good. I heard crazy, somebody said that right away. What else, anything else? Warp. Say it again? Warp speed. Yeah, warp speed, yeah, yeah. Think about this, how often when people ask you, how are you doing, like, hey, how's your family doing? Have you ever replied with saying busy? Yeah, I mean, you, you say that, lot, and I'm thinking, man, is that really good? Like, am I, like, proud of my family? We're busy, you know, like, that, that doesn't fit, Right. Um, These are the things that we hear like as a church staff, Uh, we're so busy, uh, we're exhausted, people will say that a lot, Um, we're overscheduled, people will say we're depleted, Uh, we're we're running on empty, Uh, we're just running from one thing to the next, you ever feel like that, frantic, Um, people will say we're late to one thing because we have so much else to do, we're not late because we're like usually like just typically late people, we're late because we're coming from something else and we're just running around. Um, Okay, let me read this to you. This is from Exodus chapter 34, verse 21. We'll put this up, too. This is what the Lord said. "Uh, For six days you shall labor, but on the seventh day you shall rest. Even during the plowing season and the harvest, you must rest. Now, think about this for a second. It's not just saying, hey, I want you just to take a break when you've got time to take a break. But what God was saying was this, and this is like when Israel was coming together as a nation, the Lord laid out all of these things, and he said, hey, out of these 600 and some laws, he said, I'm going to put 10 at the top, and then out of the 10, you know, this was one of them, and he's saying, I care about you people, and it's not that I want you just to take a rest when things are like slow, But um, any farmers in the room would know, wow, during the harvest season, the Lord is saying in this verse, even then. So like you could say during select baseball or during whatever makes you extremely busy, the height of, of, of whatever it is that causes a bit of chaos in your home, the Lord says, hey, I still value rest. Um, I want to read this, this is from Exodus chapter 20, um, starting in verse uh, 8, and uh, again, this just describes it again, and again, this is how many times it comes up in the scriptures, over and over and over again. Here's, a, here's a, another example, it says, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all of your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall, do no, uh, you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, uh, nor your manservant, nor your maidservant, nor your animal. Your animals, so your dogs need to like, lay down all day, or nor your alien within your gates. Uh, verse 11, Here, this is a kicker, this is really important. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth and the sea, and uh, in, in all that is in them. And then it says this, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day, and he made it holy. So think about this for a second. The creator of the universe had a rhythm. I mean, that kind of blows my mind a little bit. I mean, the creator of the universe said, when we get to a certain point, after a certain amount of days, time out. And it wasn't as though, I mean, God didn't need to do that. God could have worked seven straight through, created everything, and then still gone back and said, I want you to rest. But he goes so far to say, not only do I want you to do it, but he, he modeled it for us. I heard one guy say, man, this is a great reason to love God. He says take a day off, you know? I mean, that's a God that you can, you can surely love. Here's a statement that I want you to remember tonight and, and take this home if you take anything else. Here it is. You are at your best when you rest. Think about this for a second. You are at your best when you rest. Uh, here's how you might think about it. Let's say that this is, this is a bucket. saw somebody else do this. This, is, this bucket represents kind of how you're doing, how your peace level is. So I want you to actually, on your piece of paper, see if you can draw one as good as that right now. So draw a bucket, and I want to ask you to do something on it. So draw one like that. And then what I want you to do is this. I want you to put, where is your level of peace at? Where is your level of kind of, if this represents your kind of your tank, and clear up here, you would say, you know what? I'm living at a sustainable pace. I like the pace for our family. It feels good to us. We're going in the right direction. We've got things that we, um, that we do. We've got some rhythms in our lives. And we would say, you know what? We do. We go hard, but then we do. We really have some time where we and we all get on the same page. And it's just quiet a bit. And it, there's, a, there's a difference. So it, maybe you'd put yourself up here. Um, or maybe you'd say, you know what, I'm clear down here, I'm, I'm clear down here on maybe E, I'm, kinda, I'm on the depleted side. I want to take you now to um, a passage in, in the book of Mark. This is Mark chapter 2. Um, you might ask the question, well, was this, is this just an Old Testament thing? I mean, how does Jesus feel about the Sabbath? I mean, when Jesus came, do we still need to observe the Sabbath? Is that still something that is wise? Um, so here it is, this is Mark chapter 2, verse 23. This is Jesus. It says, on the Sabbath... Jesus, uh, he was going through the grain fields, and as his disciples walked along, he began to pick some heads of grain. The Pharisees said to him, look, why are they doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? So you weren't supposed to do that on the Sabbath according to the law. Jesus answered them, have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry and in need? In the, in the days of Abithar, the high priest, he entered the house of God, and he ate the consecrated bread, which is lawful, only for priests to eat. And he also gave some to his companions. And then it says this in verse 27. It says, Then he said to them, so he's saying to these guys that are saying, Hey, Jesus, you can't do that. It's the Sabbath. Come on, Jesus, we're, we're, the, we're the guys that we keep the law. And Jesus says this to him, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even over the Sabbath. Now, what Jesus was saying here was, I'm not trying to get you to be legalistic, but he was saying, still, this whole Sabbath thing is important. Um, He's saying, I I don't want you to to be the type where you just kind of, you freak out on Sunday or Saturday or whatever day for you. You would say, hey, this is a time when we can just take a time out. He's saying, I don't want you to be legalistic but Jesus was saying this idea of rest, the idea of having a rhythm is really good. And we see this in the next verse, verse uh, chapter three, verse one. It says, another time he went into the synagogue and a man with a shriveled hand was there. And some of them were looking uh, for a reason to accuse Jesus. So they watched him closely to see if he would heal him on the Sabbath. And Jesus said to the man with the shriveled hand, stand up in front of everyone. So Jesus is like, I'm gonna make a point. I'm gonna teach a lesson right here. And it says, then Jesus asked them, which is lawful on the Sabbath, to do good or to do evil, to save or to kill? But everybody remained silent. And he looked around at them in anger and deeply distressed at their stubborn hearts. And he said to the man, stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out and his hand was completely restored. Then the Pharisees went out and they began to plot, plot um, his death, how they might, might kill him. Now what Jesus, again, he was making the point here hey, the Sabbath isn't something that we're legalistic about, but he was saying, hey, the Sabbath the Sabbath is, is really Im, Im, important. Um, you might think of it this way. I see this all the time, and, and I think this is, is true of us at, at times at our, at, our, at our house as well. Our inclination is to say yes to a lot of things, right? We want to do more and more and more. Um, and oftentimes, I think we miss out on the fact that the Lord's saying, hey, it's, you could actually accomplish less, or more if you would do less. Um, you could accomplish more if you, would, if you would actually throttle back a little bit. Um, think about the different areas of your life. Maybe it's schooling. Maybe it's sports. If you've got just one little one, like your youngest is like three or your oldest is three years old, um, you wait. Your day is coming, right, um, when your schedule is going to be really challenged with some of the things that your, your, child, your children are going to want to do. Um, uh, one pastor put it like this, as your time goes, so goes your life as your time goes, so goes your life. Uh, As your time goes, so goes your schedule. Um, It's what's important to you. Um, He said this, my time is limited, so I need to limit how I spend my time. My time is limited. I've only got so much, so I need to limit how I I spend my time. I want to share just one more example of this with you, and then I'm going to give you five practical things that I've kind of taken away from um, a book that was helpful on this. So um, if you're writing down different passages on this, here's one you could look at later. It's, this is from uh, Luke chapter 10, verse 38 uh, to 42. This, again, is an example where Jesus is, is pointing out what's most important. It says, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village uh, where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. Have you ever felt that way? Like you've just got a lot to do, please just stay out of my way and don't talk to me. Um, this happened to me actually this afternoon. Aiden, uh, uh, I tried to go on from 4.30 to 5.30 on, on Wednesdays and, and Aiden grabbed the back of my pants, the, like the belt loop, you know, and he was trying to pull me downstairs, Aiden's eight. And I said, Aiden, what do you want, you know? And uh, he said, just come with me, just come with me. So finally I just followed him and um, And sometimes he'll do this when he's going to do something wrong. He doesn't really say what he's going to do, but he just wants to, like, take you along the road for a long time. And so, finally, I just said to him, he got me clear downstairs, and I said, hey, man, what do you need? You know, and I said it like that, and he said, I just want to play soccer. (laughs) I said, oh, okay, let's do that, you know. But here's the deal. Where was I? My frame of mind was what's next? You know, I was thinking... I'm home, I'm home for 60 minutes, we got to do this, we got to talk about that, we got to get ready for this. And I just wasn't thinking, hey, just, just play soccer with me, you know, that kind of thing. This is where Martha's at. Um, it says, ver, yeah, verse 40, but Martha was distracted by all the preparations that needed to be made. And she came to him and she asked, Lord, don't you care about my sister? Uh, don't you care, excuse me, that my sister uh, has made me do, uh, I'm sorry, I'm losing my place here. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? And then this is so bold. It's as though she has a spoon in her hand and she's waving it at Jesus. And she says, tell her to help me, you know, exclamation point. And it's verse 41. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and you are upset. You are frantic. You are overscheduled. You are overbooked. You are crazy about a lot of different things, verse 42, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken from her. Um, Jesus is making it so clear here. He's saying, hey, one thing is important. He's saying, I want you to have an unrushed, unhurried relationship with me where you can just hear my voice and 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 i can hear from you and this whole idea of the sabbath and you if you read through through your bible you're going to see it come up time and time again and again the, the big takeaway is this it's that god would love for us to have rhythms god doesn't want you to always have every day be the same he's saying that you should have six days that are like whatever they are, where you work hard and we should work hard. But then he's saying on one day of your week, somehow you gotta figure out how to throttle back. You gotta figure out how to unplug a little bit and help your kids to do that, which is really hard when they've got X, Y, and Z on every day of the week, which it's it's a challenge. I think that's why it's important for us to talk about it. So here's what I wanna do. what sparked me to want to talk about this tonight was I was reading this book um, in preparation for, for D6. It's called Growing a Spiritually Strong Family. Uh, Dennis and Barbara Rainey wrote this book. And They had a chapter uh, in here called uh, Rest and Refresh, and it was all about the Sabbath. And so I want to give you um, um, five different things just as takeaways for tonight. Um, Three of them I pulled straight out of of their book. So here's, here's the first one. You might jot these down. These are ways that you can practically build rhythms into your life so that you can really honor the Lord. And just as you look at a commandment and you say, do not murder. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Boy, at the same level, the Lord says rest. I want you to have a day of rest. So here it is. Number one. Number one, go back to your aim. Um, here's a question that I would put with that: uh, What is your end goal um, when you think about the the lives of your kids or kid? Um, what is your end goal? What is your aim? What are you shooting for in their life? I mean, if if you know, if you drew a line that represented their whole lifespan, what do you want for them? If you want them to be Michael Jordan, then you should probably ignore this whole lesson. Um, I'm serious and you should just get them signed up, and you should pay the money and do everything. And I'm not, I'm not anti-sports, I'm not anti-select, very involved sports, but I, I would say this, I think we do need to make sure we put ourselves in a little check and we go, what's our end game? What's the most important thing for my kids? Um, I was talking to a friend of mine um, who was been a D1 athlete, and um, I just asked him this question, I said, hey, I said, man, I, what do you think about athletics and, and stuff in our culture? I said, do you think we're on the right track? Do you think I should, you know, if I want my kid to play ball in high school, should, how should I approach this and that sort of thing? And, and I love what he said to me. He said, you know, I think people are a little bit too far out on that. He said, um, he, he said I, used to, I spent some time coaching uh, Little League ball, and he said, I couldn't tell you how many parents would come up to me and say, man, my husband, he was an all-stater. And he's just looking at the kid on the field and he would say to the parent, man, your kid is not your husband. Like he is not got that same gift mix and you should throttle back. Um, And I thought that was very insightful. And so I I just wanna, I do wanna challenge us a little bit and say, what are we shooting for? Um, I heard this the other day, and this is sort of related. When, when your kid is on the field, when your kid is up doing the performance, when your kid brings home their report card or whatever, what are you cheering for? Or who are you cheering for? Are you cheering for their first name or their last name? Think about that for a second. What's on the line? Is it about you? Is it about your reputation? Or is it about like their last name? Or is it about their first name? What's best for them? Um, and so again, ask the question, what is your aim? As you seek to be a parent, what is your aim do you want to raise up johnny to do x y and z is that it is that number one or would you say you know what number one is i want my kid to know and love christ and so if that's the case then we got to figure out okay how do we model that is is most important and again i am pro sports i am pro music i'm pro all of that but i do think we as a culture we got to sort of make sure we can kind of we can keep it in in check and say what's most important above that if Johnny does this really well what's the thing even above that that we really really long for him to have in his life so okay, enough on that uh, number two give yourself permission to say no how can you develop rhythms in your life and, and really honor the Lord in, in what he says in this? Um, give yourself permission to say no um, you might ask yourself uh, I mean, when you think about what is normal for our culture, well, what is normal is to just to do anything and everything and to be very, 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 very busy as a family. But ask yourself this: Is normal working? Like when you look around, I mean, when you look at your friends' uh, your kids' as friends' parents, is it working for them? Um, and if it's not, if you'd say, by and large, ooh, I don't know that the system's really working that well, then I might not want to sign up for normal. Um, I, want, I might want to say, you know what, I'm going to give myself permission to say to say no to, to some, some things. Um, if you were to say, we are going to carve out um, Saturdays, or maybe it's a Sunday for you, where you would say, this is the day when we're going to try to throttle it back a bit for our family. If you would give yourself permission to say no, you could say no to things like maybe email that day. So for me, um, uh, Monday is my day off. And so I try not to check my phone on Monday. I made an error and I checked it two weeks ago, and it was one of an email that uh, was a bit intense, you know, if you know what I mean. And, you uh, know, uh, it was just a, a situation with a person in the church, and, and uh, it was one that, you know, it got my heart, you know, and it threw my whole day. And I said to Christina, I, at the end of the day, she's like, man, you're kind of in a funk today. I said, yeah. I checked my email. Yeah, it's dumb, you know. But here's the deal. Is there a day when you can totally unplug? Um, I try to turn the ringer off on Monday you know I I don't get any calls usually and so is there a day when you can just totally unplug Um, for you if maybe TV's a big distraction then maybe you turn it off for the whole day Um, if the TV's never on maybe you have some fun that day with your family and you turn it whatever it is you know what it is Um, what are the things that are maybe a drain for you that you could turn off on on that particular day if you were to designate one okay uh, the next one number three a good Sabbath starts at least the day before. Uh, got this straight out of this book. Uh, and what their whole point was this, is that if you're actually going to take a day and you're going to be able to pull back, then you're going to have to prepare for that day. Um, that's just not going to happen. Um, it's not going to happen for you, and it's also not going to happen for your kids. Let's say it's Sunday. Your kids are going to come to you Sunday afternoon and be like, hey, you know, I need help with my homework. We've got to get our homework done. we get got um, So if you want... Like if homework for you, if that feels like work for your kids and you're like, you know what? We're really going to set this day apart. It's going to be totally different. We're going to have fun together. We're going to enjoy each other. It's going to be a quieter day. You could take a nap, whatever it is that makes that day a quieter, slower day for you. Um, You're going to have to do things probably on Saturday to make that work. Um, So um, i mowing the lawn, whatever it is. So for me, Sunday afternoon... um, Man, I'm trying to get stuff done on Sunday afternoon um, because I know I'm I'm trying to look at Monday a little bit differently than I have in the past. Um, Okay, next one, number four. Worship is key, worship is key. Um, You could do this whole thing of rest and not point yourself to worship and you you would totally miss the point. What God wants for us is this, he wants for us, and Karen said it so well, he wants for us to connect with him. So when we turn everything off, it's not just so that we catch up on sleep, it's, it's so that we say, we really wanna worship the Lord. Um, We want to honor the Lord, so I would say if Sunday is your day, make church a priority. Model that for your family, Um, so it starts off with worship. Um, If there are ways, let's say that um, what really feeds you spiritually is to go for a a walk in the woods or something like that or to go to a park or whatever it would be uh, in Nebraska these days to I don't know, go make ice in your backyard, you know, or whatever it would be. Um, but how do, you, how do you feed into your soul so that you can be refreshed and so that you can connect with God? This would be a day when you would say it's a day of rest. And my aim today isn't just to rest and not just to entertain, but my, my goal today is to really connect with the Lord and to, to model that um, to, to my kids. Okay, the, uh, and I, let, me, let me just read this. This is a quote from, from their book. I thought this was insightful. It said, adjusting to a Sabbath pace can be stressful. So they're saying, if, if you decide to, to try this, if you would say, yeah, we go crazy, those words that you said at the beginning, those do describe us. If you would decide to do this, they say, adjusting to a Sabbath pace can be stressful until you get used to it. Slowing down to rest takes a lot of work. Uh, this is not easy, especially for a large family like ours. But we want our children to understand that something about Sunday uh, should be different. We don't want them to grow up to be so frantically stimulated and busy that they can't hear God's still voice. I thought that last line was huge. We don't want them to grow up and to be so frantically stimulated and busy that they can't hear God's still voice. I mean, think about that. When does the Lord speak to you? Does the Lord ever speak to you on a day when you're just rushing from one thing to the next? It doesn't to me. I, I don't have time for it. Um, I have to totally slow down. And so for me and for us on a Monday, and again, I'm telling you, if like 10 is like hitting it out of the park on this thing, I'd say we're at like a five minus, right? Okay, less. All right. Yeah. So, but here's the deal for me on a Monday. Um, if I can slow down enough just to say, and just to, just to reflect on the last week, and then even to think about the next week, and to do that in the context of the, with the Lord, that's a huge thing, then I go into Tuesday ready for another six, does that make sense, and so think about what are the, what's the rhythm for you, what's the rhythm that it could be um, for your family, okay, I want to give you uh, just about five minutes, and then I'll bring us back one more time, but Just a couple minutes here just to look at questions four and five on your note card. So uh, the first one is this If you modeled taking a day of rest and helped your family in that, what would you say? uh, What would it say to your kids about your view of God? Which is huge. That's the game. What would it say about your view of God? And then number five. What creative steps could you take to overcome the roadblocks to your family having a day of rest? And here's why I put that on there. I know for some of you, when I started talking tonight, you said, I'm sorry, bro, preacher man, not for us. We can't do it. You don't know our schedule. I know that. I know that this was an uphill climb all night, right? But how could you get creative? How could you creatively say we can take a step towards um, honoring the Lord with a day Modeling that for our kids and really setting them up to have a pattern that the Lord said this is really important. So go ahead, take just about five minutes to answer those two questions, okay? All right, let me bring us back here real quick. All right, everybody with me? Hey, uh, just one, one last thing real quick. Um, when you think about, just go back to your bucket that you've got on your sheet there. And I want you to do this before you go. I want you to ask yourself the question, if there are certain things that you would say take like this joy and this peace level out, things that um, maybe push you away even from connecting with God, I want you to identify just in the last 60 seconds here, what are the things that you would say these are the right inputs for you? Things that you would say, man, you know what? If I could incorporate this into the rhythms of my life, um, I would be much more connected and much more restful. Maybe for you, it's being outdoors. uh, I mean I met a guy here in the church that lives on a little lake and man he takes me skiing every once in a while I'll tell you what that does something really good for my my soul uh, for Christina exercise outside just going for a run huge input into her life maybe for you it's a good cup of coffee sitting at the kitchen table I, I don't know what it is but what are the things maybe even what are the people that are good inputs into your life that you would say particularly if you were to say we're going to have a rhythm in our house now of of uh, where we really seek to honor the Lord and and really unplug for a while, what are the things that would be important to add uh, to a day like that? So maybe just give that some thought, just so this really lands with, it's just practical for you, so you can really, you can just really take it home. So, hey, two announcements before I let you go downstairs. The first one is this. Uh, Next week's topic is going to be how we're going to, how do you persevere through hard times? Uh, So uh, I don't know about you, but man, there have been times where I've been in tears over uh, maybe a frustration with one of my kids, not knowing how to deal with it, that sort of thing. And, um, and I think we all get to those points where parenting is just really hard. had one of those moments this last week and, and parenting is hard. So how do you get through those times? How do you persevere through, through tough times? So we're gonna talk about that next week. Um, also want to let you know on your notes card sheet there, you see our, our Twitter address there. If you, um, If you sign up for that, you will get a a reminder of what our bottom line is throughout the week. And so that'll just give you a reminder, hey, uh, this is the bottom line, and it'll remind you what it is and and remind you to talk about that with your kid. Our Twitter's also linked up to our Facebook, so that'd be another way to stay in the loop on what's going on and get some good reminders, okay? Hey, let me pray for us, and, and then we'll go. Father, thank you uh, for tonight. Lord, thank you for a subject that um, I think is it's just really hard um, for the average family uh, to wrestle with and to really implement. And so, God, again, we just pray we would take away one thing. And, um, Lord, we know that we are at our best when we rest. And so would you, would you help us to be at our best? Um, would the relationships in our life not suffer because of the pace that we choose? Um, And so, Lord, we just pray for help. Um, Would you give us grace? And, Lord, would you help us to honor you in the way that you set it up to be, for us to work hard but then to really unplug, Lord. So we want to honor you in that. So we pray this in Christ's name. We pray you'd lead us now. Help us to have a blast with our kids, and, and might it really spur some good conversations this week. We pray in your name. Amen. Awesome. Thanks, everybody.